Cooking's Brees Hall over the right side. Powering in. Touchdown, Cyclones. All right, welcome back to another edition of Sound Sirens. I'm your host, Thomas Hornis, and today I'm with my dad, as always. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, a lot of positives to start with. The basketball program is... We're going to start with basketball, or we're going to start with Saturday? Yeah, we'll just get Saturday out of the way. All right. Um, Kansas loss, I think a lot has to do with the Jalen. That one play, I think, was a huge... Uh, just going back and preparing for the podcast, looking at how big of that play was, because like during the game, when we were at the game... I feel like it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of things, but when I went back, it was a man. It's like it was a big play. The, yeah, the guy takes off his helmet after the Kansas touchdown pick six, so it gives us a more leverage of, on on special teams for Jalen to get returned, and he runs it all the way back to the three yard line. We probably would have gotten seven there, and then yeah. Right. And the thing the thing that that pisses me off from that is I've I've done that position officiating before. And you are looking at their feet to see if they stepped out of bounds. He obviously didn't see their feet. Yeah. And guessed. That's a that guy should not work Division One football again. If yeah. you're going to guess like that, I mean that, that that there's no excuse except that was a guess unless he's blind. I mean because you have to see a foot touch the white to blow the whistle, and it's not hard. I mean if it's questionable, especially with yeah. replay, let it go. And there's like one great angle at it, and like you can tell he just guessed. Yeah, completely. Well, guessed. there's a. I think there was a Kansas guy who went by him. Oh yeah. And so that's why he probably got blocked just for a second. Mm-hmm. That's what he guessed. But and that's just ridiculous, especially when mm-hmm. you're the head official and like he calls it dead. It's dead anywhere. It's not reviewable. So right. That's yeah. Why no, you can't review it. Which, yeah. Like going back and rewatching the game, it's like they reviewed everything. They reviewed like the. Obviously, they need to review the Rocco throwing it 15 yards down the field, which is a fumble, which is. Absolutely ridiculous. How is that still a problem? Like, well, the rule is, I'm 90% sure, that if they are they don't have a grip on the ball. Like fully? Fully in the grasp or in the grip or whatever I've heard some ref talk about it, then it's considered a fumble, even though it goes forward. Yeah, because I remember. So, yeah. so my, which I think is total horse crap, because let's say he doesn't have it in the grasp, but his arm pushes the ball forward and a guy catches it. That's a catch. It's a catch. Yeah. But if it's hits the ground, it's a fumble? Yeah. That's but, asinine. I mean. I, I think, wasn't there something about Tom Brady and the tuck rule back in the day? Yeah, that was, something? That, that was him trying to tuck the ball away as he's getting sacked. Hmm. And that's something totally different, I think. But Yeah. yeah Jalen's was a huge play. I didn't think of it at the time when we were sitting in the stands, but. Because was, we didn't see anything. It was reminiscent of uh, when Purdy was a sophomore, true sophomore, first game, through similar situation, through a fumble where they didn't review it. Right. And I just picks it up, runs for a touchdown. We're all confused what the hell happened. Right. And they they reviewed it, and it was like you said, he didn't have full control of the ball, and they just even went it forward. It's still not a pass. So. Yeah. So I, that's what I want. I'd like to want to ask one of those those review officials. He says, you know, if it does get caught by one of our guys, so is that a rush? Yeah, because then it's a lateral, is yeah. what you're saying. Because you can fumble a lateral, you can't fumble a pass. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. But that was, you know, that wasn't the. You know, missing Jeremiah Cooper mm-hmm. was massive because they picked on the kid that replaced him yeah. so much. They picked. They picked on Blake in the secondary. Um, 
big time, which is good coaching move, but he just really had a bad game. I mean, there's no this we've always said we're gonna be brutally honest, and he yeah. did not have a good game. And then because even on the rush, when they won, when they, they scored on the rushing play, he was covering his guy in the back of the end zone with his back to the ball, and it was a running play. So He'll get better, obviously. Yeah. But I think also everyone around him is really good too. And I think especially when you come out and I feel like Campbell the last couple young players came in, they've come in and thrived right away. And we haven't really had like the learning curve, but when it's their best safety and it's especially the whole week going up to the Kansas game was like that was our biggest worry and like that was the game. Like the yeah. the when they played Juicy Wiggle and it was Oh those it was all pumped up and then one play. And, like, I'm looking back now. If Verdon had one more yard, it would have been an interception. Yeah, but, you know, it, Malik and, Malik's mistake, in my humble opinion, is that he should have just went for the tackle and not to yeah. knock it away. Yeah. But I asked somebody that in the know, when you go back and rewatch that play, whose mistake was it? And it was Blake's. Yeah. Because Freeler came up to for run support and – it was just a blown coverage, and it was just horrible timing. Yeah, but how much of these, like obviously Blake's uh, performance, he had some good plays, but some bad yeah. plays that cost us. But I hate much, to be how, how much? How much? Yeah. Like how much uh, has to do with that one? Like it goes back to the Jalen Ole play, and then we are stopped. We not set up on the three. We're on the thirty-five, and then we get three and outs, sacked on third down, long, and uh, man, that's just yeah, hard well, to come back from. Well, we tried we tried to bleed the game out, you know, the first half and kind of went back to the Ohio version of it, kind of, you know what I mean, trying to shorten the game and I think yeah. I don't think that was that worked out very well obviously, but we, at the end of the day, we still had a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even on that last play, we couldn't get a stop to even get one shot. They did a fake and do a dumped it to the tight end over the middle and um yeah, it's just we, we, we kind of got we got out schemed. We got out. I think we got coached a little bit. Like that, for example. Like man, that was a great like coaching decision call. Like to end the game. Like they just fooled us there, and just like it was all or nothing. And if we would have gotten the ball, maybe we'd gotten a shot. But yeah, I think and, and I, was, there's I, another Lee, part. Lee good coach. I mean, um, looking back at the review, watching rewatching it, is Campbell could have taken a timeout like before Kansas took the field goal and missed it. Where we would have had more time to go down the field, and like instead of Stanley being eight seconds, there would have been like maybe like thirty-five seconds. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot to nit- nitpick about, but it's uh, this is weird going to a Jack Trice game at night and losing because that hasn't really happened very often lately. I think the last time I went to loss at Jack Trice at, at night was the Shim Young Iowa game. Yeah, that was a great that was a great day though. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful weather. We, you know, had a tailgate spot outside the. Outside the stadium, we got to see, you know, Bryce Bradley's the only guy that came by for a koozie. Yep. Um, tried to give one to a guy standing next to us, and two guys took it, and the other guy said, I'm good. And I said, so his, he didn't – I don't know if he has something he oh, well. extra grind with us, but he didn't want a koozie, which was kind of bizarre. But And then we're going to talk about the drunk guy in our section. Oh, yeah. I mean, we you know, we got tickets. We, had a, we bought the tickets. We were second from the top row in Section H, um, which – you know, if you want to go to a game, that they were twenty five bucks. It is not a bad seat in that place. I could not. I was not complaining about our the 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 seats at all. But then this punk KU fan who's probably eighteen 
starts mouthing off to a couple guys that were ISU fans that were probably 35, and the 35-year-old went down and confronted him and almost like took a swing at him. And then the Ames, Ames police come up and escort him out of there. I mean, he's probably got arrested, and it was just a just a bad deal all around. But yeah. but it was a beautiful day, great. I mean, the environment couldn't have got any better. Um, it was just such a kick in the teeth that we score. Every place is going bananas. I'm There's nacho cheese flying in our yep. section. I mean, it's yeah. it was crazy. And then uh, one play, an 80-yard touchdown, and Gosh. the, so the balloon gets deflated. Yeah, yeah so but, fast. And like, but the BYU – so go ahead. Sorry. You got to hand it to Kansas because their quarterback yeah. absolutely torched us. And yeah. that was honestly one of the best performances a quarterback's had against <clears throat> our defense. Like, our defense is one of the best like, – like in the last five years is like one of the best in the country stats wise and uh for him to come in here at jack or jack trice late at night and and man we didn't give our defense any we they're on the field like the whole game yeah like it's just and they couldn't when, get off the field either at times and but kansas is good can we yeah, give so it's just yeah. admit it i mean kansas yeah. is not kansas of old i mean they they just beat oklahoma the week before and and they came into a hostile environment and you know, it's probably a little bit of a moral victory that we could almost beat them because we didn't play that great, and we were only one score away from beating them. So, I mean, we're you know we're so young, we have a hard time remembering we're a work in progress. I mean, I know we've kind of beat up on Blake a little bit, but you know, he's redshirt freshman. I mean, so we got a lot of young guys out there, and we I just we just got to get bowl eligible. Eligible. I'm sticking with my guns that you know we're going to be bowl eligible going to Thanksgiving break. We're going to get one of these next two. Um, hopefully, it's this weekend. Um, I'll talk about BYU probably a little bit later, but um, we need a bowl for these kids just so they can take the next step and yeah, get more weeks of practice and yep, and keep just, them in the program because of the transfer portal and, and try that. to go for a better bowl next year and all that. Because if we don't go to a bowl, I think it makes it a lot harder to keep some of these young guys. Yeah, I mean that's just that's reality, just, and especially not going to the bowl game, not being in the building, having to be in the building rather. During the portal and, thing, and yeah. gives more more chances for schools to recruit them to yeah. go to their school because it'll be a lot more stuff to do when your schedule is already laid out. But when you, it's open free, it just gives Texas or Oklahoma or LSU anybody, like, yeah, anyone with big yeah. pocketbooks to come in and say, "Hey, well, Jeremiah Jeremiah Cooper is from Andrews High School in El Paso, so he got you know the Texas schools all of them are probably you know trying to figure out a way to reach out to him right now so yeah I mean, and like my like obviously we always go back like to players that we think that she could leave like uh obviously ashim young left but like cooper made it so we didn't even think about ashim young anymore yeah which uh and bo freeler did too and it's crazy <laughs> like you just said that blake's a true freshman right he's a redshirt freshman. Red, retro freshman but yeah. he's the same class as cooper like they're both in the same class so it's just like man it's just impressive that our staff has this, these younger kids start in starting roles and we like, it doesn't even look like it. Yeah. Which is strange. Well, I, I also was told this week that we've got a young, younger guy. I think he might be a junior maybe that, uh, um, because of these young guys playing, I think he's going to take his red shirt and go. I mean, he's already made that decision. So, I mean, you know, I don't think Jameson Patton played this weekend, if I remember right. I didn't remember no. see 21 out Unless there. he got haircut because he's – Yeah, I mean, he always, no, it's he always, pretty easy to play. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah he, so, no, excuse me. Blake Thompson's a redshirt sophomore. So. Okay. Yeah, so this is his third year there. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't want to beat up on a kid any longer than I have to. I mean, it's it's uh, he 
played. I'm sure he's playing his best. It just I mean, we didn't have up. a podcast when Nigel Tribune was playing, and I'm sure that would have been a yeah. long gaff. Yeah, but it's just, no, it, I'm, I'm hoping he comes out and just tears yeah. it up this weekend. I mean, because he got yanked after the long, long touchdown, and never went back in. So, and um, talk another kid that never the, didn't really play this Saturday was Sama. I'm not sure if he's hurt or just because of the fumble, but I think. That's it's just interesting to me that he didn't play on Saturday. Yeah, Cartavius, you know, has been playing pretty well, yeah. and Eli has been playing yeah. well. So it might be, you know, the whole shorten up the rotation thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And Carson Hansen got a nice screen, but I don't know. It's just it's just weird that he didn't get to play. And uh, I think we're just looking for a spark. I think Sama just gives it most yeah. of the time. He, but uh, I don't know. It's you sure he never got a snap. I mean, during the game, I asked, and the guy in front of us said no, and I don't think I remember him getting a snap after that. So hmm. if, he, if he did, it was less than probably five or less than three, I think. Cause yeah, I'll look it up here where you're talking. No, he did not. I mean, our only guys that recorded rushing yards was Eli, Cartavius, and Rocco. So hmm. Demetrius Stanley had probably yeah. his best game of the season. He had five catches for, for 60 yards. So, I mean, he uh, – that's you know he we, I actually brought him up a couple times ago saying you know he's been kind of disappeared but yeah. you know, Rocket I think Rocket was lights out in the second half I mean he played fantastic I mean yep. it seems like every once in a while though he's got a little bit of a leash on him I think we the time has come just to let turn turn it loose a little bit I mean that pick six was in a horrible spot that close to the end zone but everybody says that it was a miscommunication on the route got a new quarterback and a new receiver that that's going to happen unfortunately it turned yeah. into a pick six so. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it just nice that Rocco kind of got up. He's still not injured, I don't think. And it's just like I feel like he ran the ball way more. This this uh, it came more like third with third and long where he had to run and barely get not get the first down. Yeah, and uh, I that's where I'm kind of wondering if uh, JJ Cole might be a little a level above. The only a thing above uh, Rocco's is on his legs and getting extra yards, but. He looked like I, a baby deer running. <laughs> Watched yeah. him in the first couple games. Yeah. He's so long and skinny. I mean, yeah. she's. But uh, I don't know. We got young talent, and yeah. obviously, we to even think we thought of it, we were going to the Big Twelve Championship game is just crazy. Thinking about the Ohio game, but uh, I think if we can, could, like, if we're playing a nine fifteen game at BYU, it's like if we could somehow sneak away without a win or just like positive, like, but because BYU. If I look correctly, they didn't even score last week, right? Yeah, they did. I think they got one. They oh. got a one touchdown. Yeah, but they got kind of blown. The they got their blo- doors yeah. blown off. Yeah, of so them. Yeah. But their night game nine fifteen. They're doing all black uniforms, like BYU is. Yeah, so they're doing all black uniforms. Yeah, they're they're honestly sweet. But BYU has black they, uniforms. Yeah, the look, whitest town in the they United awesome. States. They look wow. awesome. Yeah, so getting back to Rocco, you know, he's spreading it around. We had twenty. We had twenty one catches between eight guys. Eight guys on Saturday. So, you know, he's the most the most catches was five by Dimitri and five by Jalen. So, you know, we got a lot of a lot of people that are getting the ball in their hands. And just like during that Jalen play, we obviously we keep going back to that, but that would have lifted so much of off of Rocco's shoulders because he just no, threw yeah, up a right. pick six and so, it would have canceled the pick six. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's too bad. Huge play. Huge play. Because it all comes back to the guy taking his helmet off. I'm just like, what are you doing? I've seen yeah. Did was... you not watch the 30 for 30 in Miami? Like, did you, <laughs> you not? thought he was, yeah, I thought he was playing for Miami. Yeah. Yep. I was like, you can't do that. And, uh, man, because, like, that's, like, a costly thing that would have gone in our favor. It's, like, something that pick six where it's, like, washed it off the table. And, obviously, you got a field goal to make, make it to get on the board. But that would have been 10, 10, 14 instead of 
Yeah. Three. Yeah. But I don't know. And Brock, having Brock Purdy come out at halftime was pretty sweet, yeah, too. I mean, was, yeah. that video of him in the combine is so cool. I mean, yeah. even the ESPN or not the Niners social media site reposted it this week, I think. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, going into BYU, I mean, they had a their Jake Retzloff as their quarterback, and he got his first start against West Virginia, and it didn't go well as a team. But the thing that the, the stat that's mind blowing to me is that they got beat 37 to 7. If you if you saw that score, how many turnovers do you think they would have, not knowing anything? Thirty-seven to seven. I don't know, a lot. You'd have, they had one. They had one. Wow. No fumble. They they lost one fumble. That Restlove had no picks. Just a lot of three and outs. Well, I mean, I think West Virginia ran for like two hundred fifty yards. Yeah, but. West Virginia. Like it's so weird. We have a team in our conference that we're not playing. That's just so weird. Yeah. Like so, well, we, it's gonna get weirder. It's I know. Gonna happen a lot because like we played West Virginia and like we had like a almost a decade and a half worth of rivalry or whatever yeah the, like like i was listening to jamie on sound off and just like man like they're trying to search for a rival for us to have in the future i'm just like that kind of sounds like i was not gonna be scheduling our yeah no, i think I, I i think you might be misreading that i mean i think that's just the it's the Big 12 rival. I mean, I don't think we're going to have one. We Obviously, we're not. I mean, the next four years, we're not going to have one that we're going to point to, and this is our rivalry game every year, whether it's Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. And we, we don't get to play them every year, and that's just the way it is. I mean, we signed up for the money yeah, thing. I kind of signed up for all these goofy other teams coming in. and Obviously, last podcast, we talked about the Kansas State thing and yeah. kind of got over that a little bit, but it's just kind of the same notion of like – we got we're we're where we're at and just be thankful. That's where it kind of we're getting from like the thankful we're not we're not the Pac Ten. Yeah, we're not Washington State or Oregon yep, State. Yep, that's like, right. We easily could be that. Like that could have been us, and that would have been like Fred would have left. Like there's no way Fred would have stayed during that era. Yeah. Like we would like who would have thought like we would have been totally different. Like do we not we don't probably like we don't probably don't even bowl in the south end zone. Like right. No. Yeah. That create like that type of level crazy like. People forget that that was a huge thing. It took yeah. forever. And our our stadium looks so. I mean, just go back ten years and fifteen years and look at our stadium compared to this today. I mean, chase it's and the the bridge and everything. I mean, go down the list and wait till Sightown shows up. I mean, this, our facilities and our experience is a hell of a lot better than Baylor's. I mean, yeah. And you know, I heard I listened to one of the BYU podcasts today, and it has the center for their offensive line is on the podcast. He's one of the co-hosts and. He called their environment the best environment in the country. And I said, "Well, I, I mean, I, obviously, you should say that, but come on." I'm sure the Kansas <laughs> football coaches say that too, but it's right, like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, yeah. that's not true. And you see the pictures of the Iowa game last night in basketball? No, Man, I didn't. Oh, not many it people was there. Rough. Oh, there's no one there. It's like, well, I wish I would have known Jamie was on sound off because I would have called in. Yeah, he the, didn't take any callers. No, oh, so the one, the one thing that I want to bring back. Because if you're watching on YouTube, it's because of this that we still have on basketball games. We still have paper programs in basketball games. And with you guys growing up, that was all over your room. And then we've got programs from all, from when we went to football games back then. You know, we've got football programs from when your brother went to state last year and all this. And the digital program is total horse crap. I mean, why would you buy advertising in a digital program? Hell, I didn't even know the damn thing existed yeah. until I got an email that I happened to happen to check. I mean, it's ridiculous. Go back to the – charge 10 bucks for them. I don't care what the hell they cost. Nobody's going to sneeze at 10 bucks. you got to pay $6 for a 
freaking glass of water. Nine dollars yeah. for a pretzel. Yeah, I mean, so go back to the paper programs. I mean, the only people that are going to get that to change are the advertisers. Yeah. So if Steve Sukup or any of those guys are out there listening, I mean, paper programs help build the fan base. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that is a fact. And like, how many how many times where if like you're on like you take the program home and you don't go to every game and like you just want to see like who is that? Oh, right. It's so much easier to see who like players. Like, yeah, you can get your phone out and Google, but like that you do that for everything. We don't want to digitize everything for crying out loud. I yeah. mean, the 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 digital program lets the young helps the young kids develop as fans because kids still hang up crap when they're yeah. in their rooms and like reading and you read <laughs> yeah crap. like I didn't want to read. Normal books. Yeah. Like, I want to read Iowa State stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that I wish we would definitely bring back is paper programs. I don't give a damn about beer in the stadium. I don't give a damn about any of that paper tickets, any of that crap. I mean, just... I care about pa- Like, I paper tickets, give. like, pay. I'll pay extra. I, well, I tell you, I bought, a par- I bought a parking pass for tomorrow night's basketball game because it was so cheap on StubHub. I thought they were all the parking passes were electronic. It's getting overnighted to me. Oh, wow. So I'm just not going to – it's coming – a paper par- parking pass is coming to me for the Linwood game for crying out loud. That's – Is Linwood – what the hell is Linwood? I know they got beat by Nebraska last night. I mean, but uh, – They can't be any worse than Green Bay. Green yeah, Bay well, Green Bay's got – Green Bay used to be, you know, Dick Bennett, who was at Wisconsin for a long time, Tony Bennett's dad, you know, we used to be the coach at Wisconsin Green Bay. Back when I started coaching basketball, I, I watched all his tapes on – teaching defense and I drove to Lincoln one night to watch Green Bay play Nebraska because I wanted to see it live that was before obviously every game in the country was on TV all the time but um, so they have typically been pretty good but they were not and we and it took me 90 seconds I looked at your mom and said we are a hell of a lot better than last year and athletic wise and the number of people we got coming off the bench and just our guards are way quicker we got guards like Gilbert is way like I like Kausher is one of the best defensive players, one of the most important like players to ever get come through Iowa State because of many reasons, like his defense. Yeah. But like he, the one thing he couldn't do is like really create his own shot on offense, and Gilbert does that. Yeah, he has a little Curtis Stinson in him. I mean, that's that's kind of the comparison I was I I thought when I was watching him. Like I mean, he has kind of like a Curtis Stinson mentality on offense, and just like his like just. I'm good into the hole and like he's like not afraid of contact, like the and ones. I'm just like, yeah. man. And Taman is too. I mean, Taman's mm-hmm. built like a flipping wrestler. I mean, he can, and he can, I think he can jump higher than he did last year. And man, did his shot look better. I mean, his, his shot is night and day from what it was last year. Um, I know it went in. I'm not saying just because it went in, it looks better. But the first time he squared up and took a shot before, while I was in the air, I said, man, that is completely different than last year. So, Kudos to him. I mean, it takes a lot for a 20-year-old to completely revamp their shot because you have to get so many reps in to change bad habits. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it, it stays true. I mean, he only took two, made them both. I mean, um, so. I mean, uh, T, like, Nas Long was not a shooter at all when he came into Iowa State. And but then, Nas had the confidence. I mean, Nas, Nas, yeah. Nas always thought he was a shooter. Even though he probably wasn't at the no, beginning. I'm saying, but like he, that when he came to Iowa State, that was not his normal. Like he wasn't going to be the shooter, but yeah. he ended up being that because he worked his ass off and yeah. developed a shot. And I think Lipsy kind of having TJ there, who went through that old Harold era, like he has so much information and no, yeah, to give. And cause, well, that's what the TJ told challenged Trey King, saying, you know, when we were here, we before we challenged Melvin Edgem to lead the conference in rebounding, and he's done the same thing with Trey King. 
mean, Trey King is a man. I mean, he is yeah. put together. He is. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I, I mean, our bigs played well. I mean, Hassan didn't have a great stat line, but he's so long that he can adjust shots. And Omaha, you know, we didn't even talk about Omaha very much, but he got in foul trouble, and he was just so jacked up to play in Hilton for the first time that I think. You know, you're going to see a totally different version of him at the the when the when we start playing some of the yeah. bigger names. And I mean, it's the, hard to get excited about playing Linwood for crying out loud. I and mean, like, especially when he's, Green Bay or whoever, he's like been athletic wise. He's been playing against people just as athletic as him. Like the last summer, like all USA basketball, like our team is way better. On our practices, got to be insane right now. Like, yeah, JT Rock and Jelani Hamilton are not even on the not even suited. Yeah. They're, but they're going to practice. And JT but, Rock's the biggest kid on the team. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, he he's yeah, a big it's, dude. It's very exciting because he should be a senior in high school. Yeah, and we uh, signing day was today, and we signed yep. uh, Nojus and Dwayne Pierce. So. I love the fact we got another New York kid. Yeah, I loved Washington Tinsley. Loved Stinson. Loved Blaylock. Been a while since we've Sheet had Car. Yeah, we've been a while since we've had. Uh, um, a New York kid because they just bring a different attitude. And yeah, that the last one was Tavon Sludge. Yep, remember him? Tavon, five five ten dunker. One of the best highlight films to get me excited for. Yeah. Ever. It's like oh he's five eight but he can slam him. It's like oh he's fast. And, yeah, man. yeah. I'm glad I was that was happy to see him. And then we got another shooter that came in too. So yeah, because Tavon we he transferred to Iona and yep. then we watched him in the right before the Ohio State game. He played yep. Iona. Or he played out against Iona, Ohio State when we played Notre Dame. Yep. And uh, man, yeah, I remember Royce White when he came to the camp. He was talking <laughs> talking about uh, Tavon Sledge's his uh, accent. I'm not going to try to imitate it because I would butcher it. But he was saying yeah. they going through the drive through at McDonald's and Ames. They couldn't even understand him because he wanted to frappe, and he kept talking like he was from New York, and he couldn't they couldn't understand him. So, yeah. Funny. And uh, I think Robert Jones having Robert Jones and Ward. And King, like you said, just having grown men in our program, and the, and the obviously the youngest and the ten most talented players on our teams are ones behind them. Like obviously Milan starting, and but Omaha coming off the bench, like a McDonald's All American coming off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a little bit of a shock to me, to be honest. Yeah, me too. With you. But, but, Mil- like, but Milan comes out, holy crap! Yeah, because uh, he looks good. As soon as I walked in and sat down, watched Milan took like three shots. I'm like, yep, NBA player. <laughs> Artie warms up like one, like kind of has the same like uh, conf- quiet confidence like Tyrese Halliburton had, and it's just like how the heck do we get him? Like, you can you can you can just tell though he is really thinking on defense because yeah, you can just tell that TJ is really trying to get him to become a better defender because it looks like his head is spinning when yep. when he's on defense and shooting he's just he's just he he's a natural shooter but. When he he's on defense, you can just tell the gears are grinding a little bit. Yeah, because you know damn well in practice he's getting yelled at. Oh, just, yeah. You know, because as a high schooler coming into college, defense of it got to be so different because like yeah. kids are way faster, and you're not the fastest one on the court. You're not the best. Like I think I don't know. Milan might be the best one on the court every game he plays. Like if he keeps obviously he's not gonna play every game like that, but six or seven from three is a Debut as a cyclone, like I don't think there's anyone better. But no debut better than that. Eight, eight for eight for nine between him and Taman. Crazy. Yeah, we can take that. Every and Gilbert night. even shoot a three. No, and he's been one of. I think he, didn't they say Curtis Jones has been the one that's kind of been a reliable one too. Yeah, he didn't really. He didn't. He he went over, but that's not going to happen. And then he's Jackson, ball, Jackson Pavelinski comes in as a highly touted transfer. He's not even in the rotation. Yeah, it's crazy. 
And I th- he comes in at the very end. He's good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. like I think he, he was started some, last his, year. He, he dropped some dimes at the at the at the end <laughs> underneath the basket. So I don't know, man. And like I, it's real. Him. I think we need to pump the brakes with the hype train a little bit because it was green. Everybody, they picked you know, last in conference. You know, one of the guys is texting your brother saying we're going to win the national championship. <laughs> Holy crap! We're not even to the first TV timeout yet. Yeah. But yeah, because we got it isn't exactly an onslaught the next few weeks. I mean, Linwood tomorrow night, Idaho State, Grambling State, and then we go into the the Thanksgiving tournament with VCU, and then Boise State or Virginia Tech, and then I don't know who after that. So um, I'm looking at December seventh against the Hawkeyes and Hilton. That'll be that'll be that. I'm gonna make a prediction. So it's a predicted we go into the predicted going into November with. Um, only three losses for football, which I was right. I'm going to predict that the coming out party for Omaha is on December 7th. That's when Omaha is going to show the real Omaha. Yeah. It could be similar to what Royce did to Iowa. Like the first yeah. couple possessions, just dunk on him twice. And I don't know. That's what I was hoping would happen, that that would loosen him up, is he'd get a run out and he'd just tear the rim off. Yeah. Um, which Trey King tried to tear it off a couple times. And I'm telling you, this is just anecdotal. But I remember the year before Royce and Chris Allen and those guys were playing is that we didn't have hardly any dunks. And then we go into the beginning of the season, and we're starting to get a bunch of dunks. And all of a sudden, you could tell we're just a lot better because just purely by our dunk volume. And mm-hmm. I think that's a sign that we're much better team, too, because we're playing above the rim a little bit. Tricking and, and, and I think the ball is moving so much faster and yeah. so much quicker and so many more people can create their own shot because, like, I think Gilbert and Lipsy are going to be in the next two years, kind of like Jamal Tinsley and, and Kentrell, Kentrell Horton. Except, yeah, remember when Kentrell tried to dunk it against Kansas? Yeah. He yeah. got hung up on the rim. That was funny. Kentrell, I'm sure Kentrell was glad Twitter wasn't around back yeah. then because that would have been. Look, I mean, you just look at the schedule. This is our January at Oklahoma, Houston, Oklahoma State, at BYU, at TCU, Kansas State, and Kansas. That is the month of January for basketball. That's tough. That can't be any – you couldn't make it any tougher unless you threw Duke in there somewhere. I mean, that is insane. Yeah, because Houston's legit. Yeah. Kansas – like, Houston and Kansas are, like, one seeds, like, last five, three years. Kansas State's had some – you know, they've got uh, Arthur Kluma playing for them from Creighton. And Who? he was Ar- Arthur Kluma. Yeah, he's oh, the dang. and so because he, he was committed to you know the yeah for under TJ and so and then, then I was hoping he'd come along and then I think he was originally going to Sutton. Man, that's not no, right. He was that's originally Sutton. committed he, to TJ and in, then obviously the Greg McDermott connection gets him on Creighton so. and now he's at Kansas State. Which Kansas State, yeah, man, because like Kansas State, they can't like we can be good. Like we're it's very we how many times we're we're good and Kansas State's good. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah, I feel like either. we. I feel like either either one we kind of own each other, and, and like Kansas and I, Kansas is always good, obviously, but I don't know this this team just it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, no. But then the Kansas game's on the CBS. That is a national game too. Yeah, like primetime game. Yep. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not. Sure. Yeah, I don't think Gus Johnson's CBS. I don't know who that'd be. Yeah, boy, you go, then, then you go down to our list of February. At Baylor, at Texas, TCU, at Cincinnati, Texas Tech, at Houston, West Virginia, and Oklahoma. Finish the year, finish the season at UCF, BYU, at Kansas State. And then the Big 12 tournament starts on a Tuesday this year. So, Dang. Yeah, we got – man, there's not – I mean, once we, get through, once we get through the month of November, there is not a night off. Yeah, the only thing I kind of wish, our non-conference had a little more competition just so we're ready for the Big 12, but – 
I think that's this is by design though. Really? They know the gauntlet we're going through, so we can we can't you know you know we we don't have time to get our things ironed out. We got you know we got Linwood, Idaho State, Gramley State, and then some much better teams starting on November twenty third, and then at DePaul, which will be you know it's in Chicago. You know I have no idea how good DePaul is. The Hawkeyes, you know, then we have a few more nursing home teams like my dad used to say <laughs> um, after that and. Then you know the gauntlet starts right after New Year's Eve, so yeah. it'll be fun. I can't wait. This this is the fun time of the year, man. We're we're relevant in football and basketball is getting exciting. You know, be, I want us to get to a bowl like, game. So. As a gra- now a grandfather, it's got to be kind of weird. It doesn't feel very similar for when you're starting a family. Iowa State basketball was kicking up again. Yeah, State it football. Very Isn't right, that kind of yeah. very awkward how it kind of mirrors each other? Yeah, like, Michael Michael was one when Tim Floyd took over, and when we lived in Kearney, Nebraska, and that's a really good point because then, you know, by the time the year you were born was uh, two years away from when Tinsley came to town. So, yeah, yeah. football, like Kearney. Kind yep, of that's right, yeah. The end of the streak it's, it's a very good. That's a very good example. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's weird it how it works like that. It's like Henry someday will be like, oh, dang, why wasn't I <laughs> conscious when <laughs> Omaha Blue and Milan were going off? Because, man, Seeing like back to back threes, that's something I missed in Hilton. It's like holy yeah. crap! It's like because when Milan just went off a tear and it was like time out before the media, first media timeout, I'm just like, it's gonna be a fun year. Yeah. Cause, well, I mean, I just like I said, I mean, it, it, everybody just needs to calm down a little bit and realize, you know, everybody can look good on a team that's overmatched. But the thing is, like, but we know that the defense was going to be there. Yeah. So we haven't well, seen any offense. And now that we've seen a glimpse of offense, and obviously Green Bay didn't really have anything showing off offense for to test our defense, but we haven't really had both working at the same time and in Hilton. Yeah. And when we get some steals, and we're going to have steals and lobs to galore because, like, Gilbert and Lipsy are going to get steals left and right because Gilbert might be, more, like, more quick and a more better hands than – Kausher even had for stealing wise. Well, the, you know, the, our defensive rotation is so good, and it happened again Tuesday night or was it Tuesday night? Monday, Monday night. Monday night. Um, that uh, teams just threw it directly to us. One of the guys in help position intercepted a pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't happen that much in basketball, and um, we ha- I know it happened at least twice, and that just tells you how fast we're rotating and how much we're. You know we're in the right position, so and like yeah. we're killing them, and like TJ starts pressing. I'm just like, man, just <laughs> take it easy. It's like I'm sure. Well, they had, well, they were they were double teaming their point guard. That was a, that was a by design how to take him out of the game thing because they took Omaha and put him on the point guard as well. So that's just practice for you know when we play the big boys. And yeah, I'm not sure if the obviously the Green Bay's coach was his first. Head or first game coaching as a head coach, but he wore like a stripe, like a pattern jacket. I'm not sure if he wore that for plaid, the, yeah. for the Bobby Knight. He um, could have, yeah, but he, it was kind of funny how you didn't see it because you were at the game. But halftime, he they interviewed him and oh, he's yeah. smiling and he said, Yeah, Hilton Magic's real. And all that. And he, he was looking like he was just having a blast, but he, why he's getting his butt kicked. And he goes, Yeah, I really don't care. We're just trying to reach our goals. And he knew he was in for a yeah. tornado. So, yeah, if it's not Florida AM, come on here and. Getting their first Power Five win ever. I'm pretty sure it's still their only only Power Five ever ever win. It was Florida A&M the day before 2020 started. Well, your brother made a good point. He says, "How many first games have we watched where we have just absolutely sucked?" Tinsley went to. I'm pretty sure Tinsley went to overtime with Morningside. Yeah, 
in the exhibition game. Yeah, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Like, an Pfizer, Iowa fan went out of their way to put that game on YouTube. And Pfizer, you know, it wasn't the first game, but we went to overtime, or we lost to Drake. It wasn't yep. overtime. So we've had some early games that were just ugly as heck. Um, so that's what that was a refreshing thing. We came out and looked like we should. Yeah, I the mean, only losses Tinsley had in Iowa were at Iowa and at Drake. Yeah. Otherwise, he didn't lose in the state of Iowa. That's crazy. And that that was a snoozer. That was like 44 to 40. Was that even the Drake game? Did you even like listen to that? Here, like, we're, in Mex- we're in New Mexico. So you, man, so, there was I mean, no way that was on TV. No. You should probably just like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Green Bay's coach is a great name. Sundance Wicks. That's his name. Nice. That's a great – that's a great uh, – he should be like a, I don't know. And just I don't like I also it. like hearing Milan's last name. Like I won't even try it. I'll give her. Oh, I'll, I'll get more couple games going. Mom Silovich, I thought yeah, is how you pronounce. But it. I'm just like hearing the announcers. Like they. Oh boy, say, they, they pronounce it every, different each time. It's like, yeah, that's the way people on Twitter are like. How do you pronounce it? Because I even retweeted the Milan's dad, and he gave like a oh like a phonetic phonetic yeah, yeah like yeah. a thing to for us to go back on the but. I don't know, but we have to learn fast because we're going to say that last name a lot. Yeah, we got Pavelinski and Momsilovich. Yep, so it's a lot harder to say than Bob Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Big Rob Energy, in which the PA announcer does not just say Big Rob Energy every single time he says his name, which... Yeah, I'm glad that's gone. I think for Robert and the fans, that's good. We should we could be on the all-name team this year because we have Jackson, Pavelinski, Milan Momsilovich, J.T. Rock... Omaha Baloo. I mean, those are some awesome names. Yeah. Trey King for a basketball player. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're looking at if like Omaha somehow comes back next year, like JT Rock, Omaha Baloo. I'm not sure. <laughs> Watching Milan, I think he's gone. I think he's oh, a well, Come on. I think now, he's that come good. on. Seriously? Yes, he's that good. It's one game. No, he's not going anywhere. I, I was wrong about Terrence Lewis, but I might be right about this one. <laughs> but Ooh, that's a. That's a poll. Terrence Lewis. I haven't thought about him in a long time. Where's he at now? Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. One of the worst defenders I've ever seen. Yeah. During the pandemic, we're like the one of the last games. He has like a huge play, last play of his cycling career. Like to, we we're leading. Like he's celebrating the what he just did, and then they went down and scored. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> and then the world shut down. <laughs> yep. All right. So what's gonna happen Saturday with the with the Cougars? What do you think? Um, it's just, I think it all goes on how good Rocco does on the road. It's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really watched many BYU games at night. I know they're probably, they sell out nearly everything. They're 500. So, they're going to sell out that one too. I don't know. They've got yeah. r- crazy fan base and it's like. They're not drinking at the game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Just pride and glory for, I don't know. I think a lot has to do with how Rocco does and we need to get. I think we need to get the ball Ben Bramer more. I know we yeah. obviously third down third down late, we need to throw it to him every time, like Kohler, but obviously they're gonna catch on to that and probably double team every time. But I don't know. I think get Higgins involved more. I don't I don't know. Maybe if there's something wrong with Salma, get him the ball. I want Salma the ball. Yeah. I want him obviously get Eli going. Yeah, our offensive line, I think, you know, we that was the best best defense we've seen for a while so i mean we it's a road game it's a strange time heck if it was kicking off in Ames, it'd be an eight o'clock kick yeah like I, they I were mean, so uh murph and andy murph and brought this up on he's like what if there's a rain delay is no. the game just canceled well like, but wins? so so eric heft and john walters are flying back to do the noon game for basketball on saturday on sunday oh wow that's so crazy. they're probably not going to get back to, to des moines till 7 a.m that's crazy 
I don't I mean, know. How the hell does Eric do it? I don't Eric know. is just a warrior. Well, he's he's just, he's a, he loves Iowa State. I know. I mean, he, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's been around Iowa State his entire life. He's an Ohio guy, I believe, too. And yeah, it'll be, <laughs> they're going to be pumped up on coffee. On, Isn't it? On it's going to be Saturday. Very, I bet it's Sunday. Gonna, it's going to be really weird for Eric Heft when uh, Arizona comes in for a conference game because. When Arizona came in for the first time in Hilton's oh, yeah. the first game in Hilton's history and he played in that game and so yeah. oh, now they're in a conference? Yeah. That's gotta be that's gonna be pretty strange for that's him. a really that's a really good trivia question. First first team to play in Hilton was Arizona. Yep. I, I think that was before Arizona was good basketball, right? Yeah, that was before that was way before Lute Olson. I mean Lute Olson went from taking Iowa to a final four to going to Arizona. But that wasn't that was ten years after the first game mm. um in Hilton. So yeah, but think about when Hilton was built. I mean, Hilton's first game was 72, I think. How state-of-the-art Hilton Coliseum was. I mean, that's built by an engineering school because that thing could withstand a nuclear blast. That whole thing is cement. Which I'll hopefully don't have to. <laughs> right, yeah, well, you never know nowadays. But, <laughs> yep. Um, it, the thing that, and that's what helps with the noise is that it's, a, it's like living in a cement cell. I mean, more than I don't know how else to describe it and. It's a but I, back then it had to be you know Hawks were playing in the field house Drake was playing in you know their cracker box yeah, gym. Like, the I mean, thing about like Iowa State Iowa comparing Car- like Carver to Jack Trice like obviously Car- Kinnick has like a galore of like the night game and I think obviously there might be a little gap between Iowa State and Jack Trice there just based on like reputation I think we're obviously we've won how many night games in a row which like but I think Iowa State. And Hilton versus Carver has got to be – it's not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Like, yeah. that's something that we got – like, we just need to hunker down. We can't – like, we need to, like, figure out how do we get Ron Hilton, like, we, the way you used to, like, in the Fred era. Like, I don't know. We just need a new DJ. <laughs> I, we played the fight song five times in the first half, which I love the band, but I think we need to change up a little bit. Just get something. I feel like we have I good really wish they'd bring back five for five. You know, the shooting five for five at halftime, they used to be hilarious. Nobody would leave their seat because they'd wait for Ed Gagne, the gymnastics coach, to come out and host. You remember what five for five no. is? So they used to pull one person out of the stands. They'd take a random ticket, and they'd go to their seat and pull them out of the stands. Your your aunt was picked, oh, yeah. Aunt Carol, got to do it. And then you go down, and you get five spots around the three-point line. If you make all five for five, you want a car. Oh, wow. A car, yes, yeah. and I think I only had saw it happen once. And Barry, I think, I think Barry Stevens tried to do it, he couldn't do it. Dang, I think we'll obviously do the tractor thing. I yeah, we do the, probably replace the no, nobody wants. I mean, we're not going to give away a tractor. I mean, we would no, not give a Wilson a Toyota, more, a lawnmower. Give, <laughs> give Wilson Toyota, give away. they're not getting, giving away tractors. <laughs> not with a, not a $900,000 tractor, from, <laughs> no, unless Casey Nielsen wants to, to pony know. up one up, maybe Iowa, not for Iowa State. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, just seeing car- the picture of a Carver where their fans didn't show up, it's yeah. just like I think that would have been us if from they would extend like if they would not. Fire Can we just it. stop bringing his name up? I'm just saying we gotta get you, do, you get this in every time um, we talk about it. We do it one time. I'm saying we just gotta thank Jamie for having the balls. Oh to right, fire. yeah, right, yeah. Because I, I think Iowa fans during like their best time they didn't they didn't give the Sweet 16, but the fan base was like annoyed that they and now that they're. They're not going to make the 16 ever, but maybe they probably will this year. Watch them <laughs> right, do yeah. it this year, like where it's just like a crazy story. And but yeah, they got the, the new the freshman Sanford kids playing for them. That's about the only person I know playing for them. I mean, do they still have a McCaffrey playing? Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, Connor or not Connor or Patrick. Yeah, Connor's Connor's gone. Isn't Connor's he? like in the Pacers organization. 
Is like a janitor or something. I don't know, a janitor. <laughs> Probably a clean windows. Is he, is he carrying Tyrese's Tyrese's luggage? Luggage. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I'm sure uh, he's getting. Yeah, Tyrese is making more money than him. But oh, I would hope so. Yeah. So can we do a contest? Sure. All right. So we're, when Thomas puts this on Twitter, all right, the first person that replies to him with the secret code. Was going to win a hoodie or a T-shirt. You get to choose um, sound, uh, from our Sound the Sirens merch. Um, we have a sweet black hoodie that a guy DM'd you on this week, and then we also have the Cardinal and Gold T-shirts that have Sound the Sirens logo on it. So um, what do you want? Let's, I was going to say Cougars suck. How's that sound? Do that. Sure. So the first person to reply to Thomas's tweet that shows this podcast episode and replies Cougars suck, then... Um, we'll DM you, we'll get your information, and we'll send you some Sound yeah. the Cyrus gear. Can't say stink, has to be suck. Yes, and has to be spelled correctly. Can't be, yeah. So. All right, sounds good. We'll see what happens. All right, go Cyclones. Go Cyclones.